This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is Talking Devils, your favourite Manchester United podcast. I'm on double duty today. Um, Wayne Barton joined usually by um, Manchester United legend Paul Parker, um, as I was this morning, but happy to be joined by another legend, at least in my lifetime. Anyway, um, former Manchester United goalkeeper Kevin Pilkington um, and current Barnsley coach, goalkeeping coach Kevin Pilkington. How are you doing, Kevin? You all right? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm just about coming down from the Ronaldo hype. I had two weeks of hysteria um, and I calmed down. And then I went to the match and it was all a buzz. It was a, a little bit like Cantona coming back, you know, in 1995. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. the closest thing I've got to it. Um, and obviously it was mental on Saturday, absolutely mental. Um, yeah, it'd be, obviously it looks incredible. Uh, would love to have been there myself. Yeah, well, you're working now. You know, you're working months. So, uh, some of us can toss it off at the game, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you're watching, please give it a, a like. As you can tell, my voice is still um, a bit patchy from it. I was just about recovered this morning. I, yesterday, I could not talk at all, which you can imagine Stacey was very happy about. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you're watching on, on YouTube um, live, please give it a like and subscribe. Even if you're not watching live, live you can do that. If you're watching on Facebook um, and YouTube, get your comments in to, to Kev. I'm sure he'll uh, be happy to ask a few questions, answer a few questions even. Uh, before we get um, going, a couple of things about the, the videos that are on the channel. Lee Lawrence did a great um, video last Friday with Phil Marsh where he spoke about um, training against Ronaldo for the first time since Ronaldo came over when he was... Uh, um, Lee had just won the Youth Cup in, in 2003 and um, Ronaldo came over and his, their first training session was against each other. Lee tried to tackle him. Ronaldo flicked the ball over his head, put it in the top corner. Lee asked if he could come off. Uh, and obviously this uh, podcast with uh, Paul this morning where we talked about the Newcastle game as we will be doing in a moment uh, before we get started um, on, on the United stuff Kevin um, mixed season for Barnsley so far obviously you're um, you're a, a coach at, Bar- and at Barnsley now goalkeeping coach specialist there um, there was a crazy game a couple of weeks ago where um, you had a last minute penalty against you and the keeper saved it um, but yeah a little bit mixed other than, other than that yeah, we had a we had an unbelievable season last year. Um, 
finishing the playoffs, uh, losing in the semis to Swansea. Um, just incredible, incredible run. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, managers, the old manager left, got a new manager in, uh, trying to implement his style now, um, which takes a little bit of time. So hopefully um, we'll we'll pick up soon and, and we'll back on a, on a good run. Yeah. Um, how are you enjoying the coaching? Yeah, love it. Uh, I never thought it was it was something I, w- I would get into, but since I've I've been doing it, I've been doing it for what about ten years now, um, and just thoroughly enjoyed it. Just passing on your your knowledge and your experience to to other goalkeepers, and working with some some top goalkeepers as well. Uh, uh, past Man United goalkeeper with Roy Carroll, who I get on really well with and, and speak to him quite a lot. Um, so yeah, so. Meeting different people, uh, coaching different people, but uh, thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, well, you've definitely got great um, education there to pass on, and you're such a sort of grounded kind of guy that can pass that kind of stuff on as well. Um, over the years, people who are watching this might not know, but I've known Kevin for a long time. When we first set up websites and wanted to get former players involved, Kevin was the very first guy who, who got involved with that, and I'm so deeply appreciative of all of the assistance he's um, given me in my own career. Um, but one thing I've been pestering you about over the years is whether or not you're ever going to retire. And yeah. I think I've missed something over the last couple of years where yeah. I, th- I think you've slipped quietly into retirement. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's all done and dusted now. I think um, the body's finally caught up. Uh, I had a good go at it uh, to, to play and, and train as long as I could. Uh, I think my last game was at 43, so... Yeah. Um, I was I was quite happy with that. So um, yeah, just it's a different sort of buzz now. But I do I do miss the the playing and the um, and the training uh, a hell of a lot. But you were um, you were you're on record as now being the last member of the class of '92 to officially retire because you played your last professional game after everyone. So uh, yeah. I said it. I called it a while back. <laughs> Um, I, I just wanted to be able to say it. Do you know what I mean? I've been bugging you all that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Let, let's get into it. Let's talk about Ronaldo. Um, obviously, he's the talk of football. Is that the case around the professional club as well? In your experience, is everyone talking about it? Especially, yeah. Especially last week. Um, when, well, the week he, he signed, everyone was the, the talk of it. Him going to City, um, and I was like, no, no way. He, he won't go there. He won't go there. And, and then obviously. When it all kicked off on uh, when he when he it, it was announced it was coming back to United, uh, yeah, everyone was talking about it. And then obviously he goes and, and does what he does at the weekend. He does what Ronaldo does, um, scores two goals and puts in a, a very very impressive performance. And yeah, everyone's everyone's saying what a, what a legend he is. Um, there's there's always the comparison Messi and, and Ronaldo. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm biased, and but in my eyes, it's Ronaldo. And you see, he's, he's gone and done it in in different countries, different leagues. Um, always performed, um, always won trophies. Um, and yeah, he's he's, he's uh, undoubtedly for me the, the best best that there, there there is out there at the moment. On that theme, do you reckon that there's an argument there to say? In the time that he's got left at United, and he's sort of saying that he's coming out with all the right things at the moment. You know, I belong to Manchester. Um, it looks like he's going to stay for the rest of his career. I mean, you could never know for sure, but it looks like that, whether that's two, three or four years. Is there enough time 
in in the time that's left for him to cement his legacy as the club's greatest ever. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think um, he's 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 halfway there, if not more than halfway there at the moment. Um, it's very hard to put comparisons into to past players uh, like your best, your, your Lords, your Charlton's, um, because it's a different era, a different different brand of football. Um, but the stats that he's got, um, um, it's was it eight hundred goals he's got around around that that right. mark. It's um, what an achievement that is. So um, yeah, I think he's got every chance of, of putting it out there that the, the best ever. But like I say, it's a it's a hard comparison to make. I mean, even in the world of football, you look at the Pele and the Maradonas. Um, it's a different era, so it's a, it's a very tough tough one to say. But in my eyes, at the moment, he's the best out there. Yeah, a couple of comments coming in, David. Um, top interview, lads. Love you, work, Wayne. Thank you. Should compliment Kev as well. Don't just give me the compliment for that, but appreciate it. Um, Jason Prime, Saturday was amazing. Felt Manchester United were box office again. Kevin, come on. That that's a really good comment, right? I mean, I mean, United are box office anyway because they attract the headlines no matter what. Um, high or low, they're always the headline club. But that box office comment, that's a really good point because the the eyes of the world run United and. I've been describing it as like the best or oh, the biggest transfer of all time, but Saturday was like a an international event, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it, like I say the I've not heard Old Trafford, and obviously it was I was I was watching on the telly on, on match of the day in the evening, um, but I've not heard Old Trafford like that for for a long long time, um, back to when Sir Alex was 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 in charge. So for for that to be the catalyst for it. Um, it's, it's incredible. I say I, it was goosebumps um, when when you when you listen to him come out onto the onto the pitch and, and obviously when he scored the two goals. I watched it again this morning just to to soak up the atmosphere a little bit more. Um, and I say hopefully I will be able to get up there at some point to go and go and see the big man play. Um, I've, I've never seen him play live, so it'd be it'd be incredible to go and watch him live. Yeah, but it's that, isn't it? It's like a, a, an experience now because of who he is and what he's achieved in the game and like the fact that he's won all these Ballon d'Ors, the fact that he's come back to United. I, I sort of said um, it was like Puskas signing for United. Do you know what I mean? A world great. Like you said Pelle earlier, it is a little bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like I say, the, the closest thing I've come to it is, uh, like say you said earlier, Cantona, because um, he was he was that 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 inspiration that like. Um, just an ego about him as well, um, but that to, to see him go out and do what he did, it was. I think it it helped as well that he went and scored the two goals, and United went and, and won the game four one. Um, and there was some there was some really good performances out on the pitch, not just not just Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, one thing we talked about with uh, Paul earlier on the pod that. Um... The, the theory is that um, Ronaldo being there is going to free um, space up for other players and Pogba obviously created another couple of goals Fernandez scored that great goal as well and you just think that hopefully it'll create some space for other players I think Ronaldo pulling off um, one of the markers created the space it might have been for Fernandez's goal actually and so there's obviously going to be a massive benefit yeah, and everyone wants to reach his standard as well everyone will see his standard I think I saw something about Lee Grant saying about um not eating pudding it, uh, the night before, and it's just things like that that gets people to another level. Um, someone seeing someone as professional as what he is, uh, it drags other people along with him. 
That's literally the Cantonar effect. It's what you add on your group, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, while you're here, got to get your take on the goalkeeping situation at United at the moment. Um, De Gea's got his shirt. He's doing really well. Um, an incredible save against Wolves um, a couple of weeks ago. And a good save at the weekend as well. And when it was 2-1, I think he, he saved it. Um Anderson, obviously, a keeper with great potential and, and a lot of talent for, for the now as well, not just potential. Um, and obviously, he was the number one at the back end of last season. I think COVID has basically given De Gea this reprieve. But Solskjaer is obviously the kind of manager who will keep faith with a player if they're in good form. What was your take on who should be number one at the moment? Um, I, I think it's a really tough one. Uh, obviously, uh, David De Gea has been been an unbelievable servant for, for Manchester United is I think is is right up there with the with the best um when he when he's performing. Um and Dean's come in uh, and done very, very well. Uh, he's had he's had some great loans. He's gone away and, and played some some good football at other football clubs, uh, especially Sheffield United they had, they had a great season there in the, when they're in the premiership. Um but at the moment uh, it's the man who's got the shirt. He's he's performing, he's doing his job. Um, but he, he will get pushed along, like Dean and uh, Tom Heaton as well. Um, two two very very good keepers in their own right. But like I say at the moment he's he's doing the business, so I'm sure that Ollie will see that and he'll stick with him um, for the foreseeable future if he keeps if he keeps uh, producing the goods. Is it a good or a bad thing that United have got two keepers of this standard who could be first choice? I mean, you, you talked about Roy Carroll earlier and. I think he's a great example because we had Roy and Tim Howard, both really good goalkeepers, but it didn't help either of them in the long run. And Fergie, unusually for him, would drop one after a few games and pull pull the other one in. You don't want to be in that situation because it kind of undermines everything that United are building at the back at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you, you, I think he'll see that that David Hayes uh, performing, and he'll stick with it. Um, it's hard as a goalkeeper. There's only there's only one position that you can play in. And if you're if you're consistent, you you you'll you'll stay in the team, and that's that's what you want as a goalkeeper as well. You want to be you want to be trusted. Um, you want to know that if you're performing and doing the job, um, you, you want to be staying in the team, even in the cup competitions. For me, um, I I wouldn't want to be be left out when I was playing. Obviously, not at United, but at other clubs, I wanted to to play every single game. Um, so yeah, if. If David De Gea is performing, then I don't see any reason why why he should be left out of the team. Do, are you along with that? I mean, for the Champions League games, obviously there was a lot of rotation. There has been for maybe three or four years going back to is it Mourinho, basically, or maybe even Van Gaal. You know, there was a, a European goalkeeper. We never really had that under Fergie. I don't think he ever did that. No. Something that came under the recent managers. Would you be inclined to sort of say just? I mean, obviously, they're calling oh, the Carabao Cup is a different kettle of fish. They'll rotate the full team for that. But in in the European games, would you say just keep the first choice? Keep yeah, definitely. If 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 they're performing, then yeah, it's 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 well, it's the biggest competition in the world, isn't it? It's the Champions League. Everyone wants to win the Champions League now, um, along with the Premiership. So you've got to put your best players out there. Um, obviously, if you if you're qualified, uh, if you get you, if you get the, the group sorted early, then then maybe. A chance of rotating it then, but up until then, I'm, personally, I've, I've been playing my best players. Yeah, and um, Jason says, great to see De Gea bounce back after the criticism he got for the Europa League 
penalties. Yeah, absolutely. He won the two points against Wolves two weeks ago. And that's a good point, actually, because at the start of the season, everyone was going on about the penalties and suddenly they've forgotten about it all of a sudden, which yeah. probably shows you a lot about the fickle <laughs> nature of fans. Um, David asks, for Kevin, when at United with Schmeichel in front of you, did you ever think that you would replace him and win your place? And if not, when did you realise it was time to move on? Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough one. I had the best goalkeeper in the world in front of me. Uh, played a handful of games, played eight, eight times for the first team. And I knew every time that I played that if Peter was fit, that he'd go back straight back into the team, no matter how I performed. Um, he was the best goalkeeper in the world at the time. So I, I fully understood that. I think if it, was, if it had been a different era when I knew that I didn't have the best in the world in front of me, I knew I, I thought I might have a, had a better chance. Um, I really knew um, that my time was up at United, mainly when uh, Raymond van der House signed. Yeah. I was actually I was actually away on holiday, and it was the time when they were trying to sign Shearer. And I was sat around the pool, and there were some United fans there, and they there was um, oh we we just signed someone. I thought oh brilliant, we signed Shearer. And then I turned around and said, no, I signed uh, goalkeeper Raymond van der House. I was like oh that's great, thanks a lot. Just ruined my holiday. Um, and so and the, the year before I, I got a player of the year in the reserves as well so yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't like I wasn't performing um, so yeah that's that was realistically when I, I knew it was time that I had to try and go out and carve a career for myself somewhere else um, because I wouldn't have got the game time at United that I, I wanted to prove to myself that I could go out and play first team football um, so yeah, um, I think it was a, a year or two years after that I I went to Port Vale. Yeah, I, th I think uh, for anyone who wants to know more about Kevin's story, it's in the book. Um, cheap plug for Fergie's fledgling your story in that. But um, he's talking about your look with Van der Hoe. It really went back into the previous season because you were playing so well, and Schmeichel picked up a few injury knocks, and you were getting. The most games that he'd ever had, basically. Yeah. Um, and he actually, he did get man at the match against Chelsea, but he played quite well in that one. But yeah, then... I did well. Yeah, I did well in that game. Yeah, yeah. Like I, say, he... I don't. I think it was only the. I think it was only the York game that I really let myself down. Uh, yeah, but that was. Uh... So um, I think apart from that, the other the other games that I played, and I, I think I held my own. Um, but yeah, so. I just, I just, re I just realised that I was never going to get, um, like, like now you, you, the the rotation you, you see, like, say the cup games, you could have got um, a good run in the in the Carabao or Carlin or what, what, whatever it was back then, but um, that what that wasn't even the case back then. So, yeah, and um, David says cheers, Kev, still lived the dream though, top man, and he absolutely I did. did. Yeah, um, I, I keep, I keep, my, my wife keeps reminding me of it, um, like. Sometimes you play it down. Uh, it's like we we're talking about uh, Emma Raducanu at the weekend, and I was yeah. listening, listening to the radio and saying, "What were you doing when you was eighteen years old?" And I was like, "Actually, I was, I was playing in the FA Youth Cup for Manchester United." I said, "But and I turned around to my wife and said, oh, well, but it's not winning the US Open.'" She said, like, "Don't put yourself down. It's you've still played for the biggest club in the world. You've still you've still made an appearance or well, eight appearances for the biggest club in the world. So don't never never ever." Like, doubtless, or put yourself down. So, in, in one of the most exciting seasons in the club's history, you played the majority of them. You didn't let yourself down. Yeah. And 
we've talked about it before and uh, anyone again one need to check out kevin's story in detail i think what the the biggest issue for you wasn't your own form it was the fact that peter kept getting injured so they had to bring in a more senior replacement which yeah. was tony Cohen, which he never played a single game but it turned out to um i think it booked peter's ideas up didn't it you know yeah 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 and um, um jason prime asks with the competition so fierce between De Gea and Henderson, do you think they got on well together um i'd imagine so uh, well i hope so because the the goalkeeping union is a, is a very very close group uh i've i've met dean on a, on a few occasions he's a, he's a confident boy um and he backs his ability but at the same time you, you've got to back whoever's playing because you want the team to do well um, yeah. you, you, but you might be wanting them to win five four but you still want the team to win but i always found it that if I wasn't in a team, I'd treat the goalkeeper who was playing how I'd like to be treated. Because yeah. there's no there's no point just tossing off training sessions because you, I'm getting nothing out of it, you're getting nothing out of it. And I wouldn't want it the other way around if I was playing. And um, like just like say your service and stuff like that, just, just dolly and servicing. I want to be worked. So yeah, um, I'd like to think they would get them, but I'd imagine at the, at the highest, highest level that there will be that little bit of edginess about it. Yeah, um, as an academy player, someone who came through the system, um, how happy are you to see what's happening with Jesse Lingard? He, you know, he was in the wilderness, had a few personal problems, looked like he was going to go. I think most people associated with United um, supporters and at the club probably thought it would be the right time for him to move on. I, I certainly thought for Jesse's own benefit, you know, there's not going to be a lot of game time. But then he, you know, he came on. He has had a chance, and he's taken that chance. He scored at the weekend a really good goal as well. Um, and I guess there's two questions in there. One, do you think it's probably time he, he did move on? But on the other hand, how happy are you that you know he came on and, and did so well? I'm, I'm delighted for him. Um, I, I, he comes across as a lovely kid, They're a really, really nice guy. Um, and you want to see him do like the lads who are coming through the academy. You want to see them all do well and and continue their careers at Manchester United. You, that's what I grew up with. You see, I, I, you keep harping back to it, the class of 92, you see how long they, they had they had unbelievable careers at, at United and uh, three or four of them stayed there for life. Um, and that's what you like to see, that they've got a passion for the football club. And obviously he, he's had his problems in the past. He, he went off to, to West Ham last season. Incredible what he did there. Did, did unbelievably well for, for, for West Ham. But ultimately, he's, he's, a, he's a very, very talented player. Right? You look at him when he plays for England, he, he always produces when he plays for England. And hopefully, the likes, let's say, again, Cristiano Ronaldo back in the, in the fold, I think they're, they, they're good mates as well. And you, you want to see him, I think he'll, like I say, he'll, he'll have that kick on effect, he'll drag people along with him. And like I say, I mean, Jesse Lingard at the weekend, come on, scoring a, a fantastic goal. And hopefully that, that's that's him for the for the foreseeable future. Yeah. A um, couple of little stats before we get on to the next point. Um, so we'll talk about the game tomorrow. A lot of people don't actually know this, but you talked about Ryan and Van der Hoog coming in. He didn't actually play the first reserve game of the season after that. Um, we signed five players that summer. Um, Karl Pabolski. Ronnie Johnson, Jordi Cruyff, Van der Howe, 
and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, a little known reserve striker. You mentioned Alan Shearer. Um, Solskjaer was brought in to bolster the reserves. And on the first game of the season, um, Solskjaer scored twice, went straight into the first team, never looked back. Um, quick question for the senior player who was in the team, Eric Cantona. Jason Prime asks, Ikev, did you ever face a Cantona play penalty in training? And if so, how did you get on? Yeah, saved a couple, to be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just, again, you look at the... the well, he was, I think he was the first one to do it, where he, he waited to see which way the goalkeeper was going to go. And you yeah. Next to Jorginho now doing it. Obviously, Pogba does it every now and again. Um, and just, just gamble, just trying to fake one way and go back the other. And, uh, yeah, lucky enough to save a couple in, in, the, uh, in the training sessions. But that's about it. Yeah, love it. Um, maybe that's what put you know because he started missing a couple, didn't he? Later on, maybe you put him off. Yeah, uh, we'll blame you for that. Um, <laughs> although it all came good in the end for Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the other little bit of um, sort of trivia I've got for people watching and listening um, United are at Young Boys tomorrow, and a little bit of history for anyone who doesn't know um, their relevance to Manchester United. Um, after Munich. United were invited to take part in the European Cup the following season. And they weren't allowed to. But their first round tie had already been drawn. And it, they were drawn against Young Boys. So Young Boys, because United's financial situation was so bad, um, they'd got a buy into their next round. But they offered to um, to play the tie anyway, another two-legged tie. And so United actually played that tie as a friendly in the first weeks of the following season. So it's the as a strange place in United history that... Um, I know you, we played against them a couple of years ago, but um, I always remember that very weird, unique relationship that we've got with them. Because um, they were desperate to play against United. Yeah, and um, they did. Um, they won the first leg 2 0. United actually won the th- second leg 3 0, so they overcame it. They would have qualified for the next round. And Wolves, who were the champions, were eliminated in the first round. So United would have still been the furthest advancing team, even after Munich, which is um, just a, a crazy little place in United history. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a different kettle of fish tomorrow. I don't think young boys are anywhere near as strong as they were back in those days, whereas United have suddenly been propelled into one of the front runners, uh, one of the fa- not favourites for the competition, but certainly um, in the contenders there that you think they're going to get through to the last stages. So you would think they're going to get off to a good start tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Um, like I say, I, I think there'll be a, a very, very strong team out there again on, on uh, tomorrow night. Um, can't see Ronaldo not playing again because uh, he wants to play in the in the biggest tournaments that are going. So I'd imagine he would. Um, so yeah, I can see a, a strong team being put out. And like I said earlier, you, you want to get the the group stage, stages done as soon as possible. So why wouldn't you put out your strongest team to to try and get that done, win the first three games, and then um, it's near enough done then. But yeah, um, again, there's there's no easy games, but it's one that we we should be expecting to win. Yeah, absolutely. I love that he still called us we. Yeah, I love that. that's the impact that United have on you, isn't it? Right? it it's incredible. Um, it really is. It's it's what it, like I never thought before I went up there. I'd be I come away in my United fan, and it, it's what it does to you. It's it's. Like it's 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 incredible. It's I've been fortunate enough to be invited back a lot of times to play in the legends games and stuff like that, and it just it's 
is it is a is a family and I, I just feel part of it as well so very lucky i you know the thing that i mean i've been known you for a while now i was so buzzed for you um because we talked about the new campaign that you traveled there in 94 and got so close but so far and then when you got to play against the Barcelona legends and played against Rivaldo, I was so buzzing for you, so made up. And it's like, it is a little bit of compensation, really, because it's the experience of still being able to play. I mean, because obviously Rivaldo wasn't in that team, so that would have been your chance to play against him. That must have been crazy. Yeah, it was It was like, when when I went there on, and I was on the bench, um, we got beat 4-0, I think. a lot. Of, well, most of my United fans remember it. Um, yeah. Risto Stoichkov and... Um, Oh, Romario. Romario. Romario, yeah. yeah. Um, and I come off the pitch and I thought, oh, that's, that, that'll do me. I've, I've, I've warmed up on the pitch. I've trained on the pitch. That'll do me. Then to get the invite a couple of years ago from United, I was, honestly, I was bouncing around the ceilings in the, in the house and it was it was, it was was incredible. And to, for my wife to come over with me as well um, and be treated how we were by everyone, made to feel so welcome by everyone. And to get invited back to, to other events, it's, um, yeah, like I say, it's special. It's such a special football club. Yeah, it couldn't have happened to a nicer fellow as well. Um, one last question. Dave Murphy says, sorry for joining late. He's our, he hosts one of the other shows on, on Sundays with Scott Wilton. Um, good old Dave um, joining late. He says, sorry if it's been asked. He hasn't, don't worry. With De Gea's form, putting him as number one. Do you see a situation where Dean Henderson's sent on loan in January? If if De Gea keeps up his form, it wouldn't surprise me at all because um, there's a there's a very good backup in, in Tom Heaton there as well. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if Dean Henderson would ask to to go out and play some games because for his for his for his career and for his England career as well. Because uh, you see, um, like Sam Johnson being in the squad a lot at the moment, which buzzing for Sam, another another great guy. Um, and a very very good goalkeeper. So, yeah, I'm sure that if he if he's not getting the game time by January, it would be one of them things that he'd, he'd have to do. Uh, what's your predictions for the weekend game? Obviously, you've got West Ham. Um, Antonio's suspended. It's going to be a place where you know they love to hate Ronaldo, but Ronaldo loves to score against them. He's he's had a good record against them in the past. Um, obviously, it seems like a good time to play them, although they're doing quite well. But with with their top scorer injured, uh, suspended, it's going to be a little bit easier than it would have been. Yeah, it's going to be, again. It's going to be a tough game. I think David Moyes will have a point to prove with um, United, um, but I do still I do still see a, a win for win for United. Um, I'm going to say a three-one. I like it. Like the optimism, and I'll never. Um, I'm. Grateful for you sticking your neck out and giving that prediction because whenever anyone asks me, I always find a way to dodge it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit braver than what I am with that. Um, uh, that's it for this week, guys. I really appreciate Kevin's time um, on a Monday night to, to join us and talk a little bit about the goalkeeping situation and a few of his memories as well. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please give it a like and subscribe. Um, leave us a nice review on um, Apple Podcasts if you're listening back on audio as well. Um, we'll be back soon. Um, the next show on the YouTube channel is going to be Keen on um, Friday with Lee Lawrence and Phil Marsh. Until then, um, stay safe, stay well, and thanks for listening and watching. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.